This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Back in the home studio after a day away at Allegiant Stadium for the Shriners Bowl. It was a lot of fun. Really a lot of fun. The West comes out with a victory, 25-24. And it's funny. I talked to Connor and Seth from the Shrine Bowl, Shriners Hospital, and I told them, I gave them multiple opportunities. I said, hey, man, who are you picking in the game? They said, I'm going with the East. I said, are you sure? Going with the East. I said, both of you guys going with the East. Nobody wants to go with the West. They said, nope, going with the East. I said, all right. And, well, they were wrong. The East loses. 25-24, to 24, the West comes out with a victory, and it's not about wins and losses at the Shrine Bowl. It's just a lot of fun uh, to be there and check it out, and I actually got to see it from the field. I uh, uh, decided to make my way down to the field there at Allegiant Stadium and take in the action, and it was it was fun to be there and, and again, being in Allegiant Stadium, seeing a good football game, a lot of all-star uh, showcasing and guys that are trying to make their their talents you know, translate to the next level. So it was a lot of fun being away from the home studio and all that good stuff yesterday, but now we're back, going to close out this week really strong and please believe that and I see uh I see is that a Pahrump hoodie you got on I see yes okay. it is but I gotta ask I you I thought you had a USC hoodie on at uh, first never which sideline whose sideline wears your own yesterday <laughs> come on man it's the best coast is the west coast on boys on the west side okay because I was trying to see maybe you were the good luck charm or the bad luck charm I just had to see whose sideline wherever I go I'm, I'm like DJ Khaled all I do is win 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 you know what I mean no nah, it's on the west and it's it's you know what's funny is it wasn't because I, I picked a side. It was just because that was the side that I would I would normally stand on if I was going to be on the field at Leading Stadium. So it's just every time I've been there, when I was there for the state championship games, I never go to the far side. I always stay on like the Raiders side of it. So that just happened to be where I was. And so that's that was really an accident. But I'll take credit for it. You know me. I have no problem taking credit. There you go. <laughs> Maybe you, you inspired somebody. You gave a little. There you talk. go. They was like, hey, Q, come get in the huddle. Come on. Yeah, yeah, they would have. T- yeah, then then I would have went and told everybody what the play was, right? Hey, this was about to happen. That's kind of what I do. But no, it was it was a lot of fun being at Legion Stadium. But now we're back here in the home studio, and I'll tell you, man, we have a packed show. I don't know what it is. Demond looked at me earlier and said, "I don't know why you try to make four hours fit into a two-hour window. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't work." But it's going to work today. We had it work yesterday. We're going to make it work again today. Let me tell you who's coming up on the show. Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. She's going to join us at 2.30. She's been all around town covering everything from the Pro Bowl to the NHL uh, All-Stars to, of course, being at the Raiders' uh, introductory press conference earlier this week for Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. So we'll talk to her about that. She's been off for a couple weeks. Not off like work, but just been so busy that she hasn't been able to have time to join us. So uh, pleased to have Cassie join us again to, today coming up at 2.30. Then at 2.45, Jordan Pollard. He's a linebacker slash athlete because he could do just about anything. He's from Faith Lutheran High School right here in Las Vegas. He signed his national letter of intent the other day to go to San Jose State. So he's going to go play linebacker at San Jose State. And I actually got a chance to catch up with him last night. So you're going to hear that conversation. Uh, real good dude. And again, uh, I just I, I celebrate when youngsters have the opportunity to take their talent to the next level. So uh, in in 
in celebration of signing his national letter of intent, his family there, him getting to go to college because of his ability to play football. I think that's amazing. So you'll hear that conversation with Jordan coming up at 2.45. Then at 3 o'clock, Jacob Infante. He's a draft analyst for the Draft Wire, also a writer and podcaster for Windy City Gridiron. Going to kind of take and continue to take a deeper look into the Chicago Bears and Champ Kelly, who's the assistant GM for the Silver and Black, and and also uh, going to look into the, the defensive coordinator who came in with and visited with the Raiders. Now, he's not solidified for that job. He hasn't just got that job, but Sean Desai, excuse me, Sean Desai, a former Bears defensive coordinator, he interviewed with the Raiders earlier this week, and the Raiders are still interviewing other guys, but just kind of want to take a deeper dive. We did a little bit of a dive into those guys uh, on yesterday's show, but I want to take a little bit deeper dive into those guys because, hey, uh, potentially Desai could be the defensive coordinator for the Raiders. And then we also have coming up at 315, and this was just added to the to the list. We've actually kind of got some moving and shaking that we've got to do to try to make this all work, but we just hit got hit up by the Raiders letting us know that A.J. Cole is going to join the show at 315. He's a pro bowler, and uh, he's out there practicing and having a good time with all the guys. It's A.J. Cole, Max Crosby, Denzel Perriman, who you heard uh, yesterday on Vinny Bonsignor's show in the huddle, and then uh, Max Crosby as well all out there uh, doing their thing. And so the four Raiders representing, and uh, A.J. Cole is going to join us at 315. So then at 330, we have Patricia Trainer. Locked on Giants at GiantsCountry.com. She's going to join us to talk about another defensive coordinator that the Raiders are talking to, and that's defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. He's currently the Giants DC, and he's a really good defensive coordinator. Matter of fact, Brian Dayball just got that job in New York, and one of the first things he said is he wanted to hold on to Patrick Graham and make sure that he was a defensive coordinator. So it kind of blew my mind when I found out that the Raiders were going to interview Graham, but he did work with New England. He did work with McDaniel, so there's some familiarity there. And I will say, and I'll I'll ask uh, Patricia, of this when she joins the show. I'm assuming that if he were to get the job as a defensive coordinator, they probably will give him, probably sweeten the title a little bit. You know how Rich Basaccia was the special teams coach and like assistant head coach? I could see something like that. I could definitely see that because right now he's a defensive coordinator with the Giants. So what makes him want to leave the Giants as a DC and go to Vegas to be a DC? Winning. Yeah, but there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, he's got his players already. He's got his players that could look, he runs a 3 4 scheme. So there's obviously there's some players that have to he'd have to get some different players to to be in his scheme here. So there's a lot to it. I think that if you're going to go from being a defensive coordinator one place to a defensive coordinator another place, most especially with the head coach that wants to keep you, because they could have blocked him. They could have blocked that interview if if uh, you know if if they weren't trying to give him a little bit of a not a raise but a, a job title boost. If that makes any sense, I mean that's just kind of what they do. So I think that that if they do go ahead and hire Graham, then I think that there's going to be an extra title to his name. Like like I said, it could be as, as simple as assistant head coach. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. But uh, we'll talk to Patricia Trainer coming up at 3.30. And then, <laughs> and then, and this is something I had scheduled for 3.15, Sako Alafipo. He's a safety from Liberty High right here in the Las Vegas area. He signed his national letter of intent on Wednesday. He's going to Utah State. And uh, he was a fun conversation. He's also another guy that I talked to last night, and I want to bring that conversation to you. So I'm going to attempt to bring that conversation to the table at 345. So we have an action-packed show from Cassie Soto to Jordan Pollard to Jacob Infante to A.J. Cole to Patricia Trena and Sako Alafipo. All those people <laughs> we plan on as DeMond, all he's doing is shaking his head. That's, oh, why are you shaking your head, man? It's, a, it's an action-packed show. There's just not enough hours in the day. 
I told you I need an extra hour. There's just not enough hours in I the day. I told you I need an extra hour. As cliche as it sounds. I'm, I'm, you're, you're not wrong, but I've been telling you that we've been trying to get an extra hour of the show. Now I'm just trying to say, you know what? I'm just going to squeeze everything I got into two hours. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. If it's, if it's four hours, we'll get it into two hours. That's just what we do. But uh, so with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So as you know, as I already rolled out all the guests that are coming up on the show, there's not going to be a whole lot of time for open phone lines, but you have your time now. You have your time to shine right now. 702-365-9200 in the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword r I like to get everyone involved into the show as much as possible, but it's, sometimes it gets difficult when we have as many guests as we have the last couple days. And next week, I'll just tell you, as we're live from Radio Row in L.A., it's going to be pretty action-packed, especially I would say maybe Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, it's going to be super busy. Monday and Tuesday will be a little slow. It traditionally is, uh, and that's fine. We're okay with that. We could just have conversation. We don't have to have every single guest that's walking up and down Radio Row. But I'll tell you, we are going to have a lot. And oh, I'm, real quick, because you've done Radio Row before. Yeah. Has there ever been somebody that you like, man, I don't know who this guy is, but he's here, and we got him on the show? Yes, yes. <laughs> And I'll tell you, there was an interview that we did one time, myself and uh, my co-host Ward, we did an interview, and it was the very first interview of the day, and it was with Mike Golick Jr. and somebody else, and Other. And I still to this day have no idea who Other was. And so we're, we're sitting down, and we're waiting for our other co-host. It's me, Ward, and it's supposed to be Craig. Well, Craig thought he was holier than Val and didn't want to do it that day. So he was like, nah, you guys go ahead and knock this out. And we're like, oh, man, okay. And so we weren't prepared. We weren't prepared the way we were supposed to be prepared, right? And so I didn't know who Other was. I knew who Mike Golick Jr. was, obviously. But Other I was not sure of. So Ward decided he was going to take the lead on this one and say, oh, I got this, I got this. And he said, hey, man, welcome to the show. It's, it's, it's great to talk to you. And he said a school. And I want to say he said something like pit or so, you know, something. And he was like, man, I, got, I actually have a pit jacket in my closet. And the dude goes, oh, I didn't go to pit. <laughs> And, dog, it was over. It was <laughs> over right then and there. I started laughing. Mike Golick Jr. kind of looked at us. And then I asked a dumb question to, to, to Gojo. And I said, hey, man, uh, how, how's, how's your experience on Radio Row so far? You know, how's everything going? We were in Houston. I said, how's your experience on Radio Row? And he said, well, you guys are my first interview for today. So depending on how this interview goes, it's going to kind of set the tone for the rest of the day. Well, let me just tell you, we never aired that interview. We <laughs> never aired that interview because it was awful. That was the one that I told everyone, if you ever air this interview, I'm coming for everyone's head because it was so bad. I mean, it was just awful. So I get you. I bet that Mike Golick Jr. had a terrible day that day because if we set the tone, we said it bad. Somebody else gave him, how's your experience, man? I just got done yeah, with Those guys two. suck. Man, <laughs> didn't know anything. Man, I still, to this day, I don't know who the dude who was with him. I still don't know who still it was. Still other. Had no, yeah, had no idea what, what to talk we about. We know he didn't go to pit. No, he didn't go to pit. All right, so that. But see, most of the time, they come around and they'll give you a piece of paper and say, okay, hey, this is what the guy's promoting, because that's what it is. It's like a, it's almost like a flea market. There's always somebody that's selling yeah. something or pushing something. You know, it might be like low T, or it might be this, or it might be that. You know, it's, it's something I'm that they I'm with Snickers. Yeah, I'm, exactly. It's always something that's going on and there was nobody they gave us no information and so I didn't know what they were pushing and so I didn't I really didn't know what homeboy was doing I was just like they weren't pushing P they, were <laughs> <laughs> they weren't pushing P they were just there for a good time they were just there for a good time and the good time was not with us 
it was not with us at all. So uh, next week we will be a lot more prepared than that. <laughs> Please believe that was uh, that one bad experience on Radio Row. But it's always a lot of fun and it's very hectic. And by Friday, you are dog tired and just ready to get the blank out of there. Straight up. So before we go to the phone lines or the Salmon Ash text line, I did have a topic I want to throw out there. Since it's the end of the week now and the new regime is officially in the house, you know Dave Ziegler is the GM, you know Josh McDaniels is the head coach, you know Champ Kelly is the assistant head coach, and you're starting to see the pieces come together. You know, you see Edgar Bennett is sticking around as a wide receivers coach. You're starting to see different guys added to the mix, and there's still a couple guys out there that haven't been confirmed yet by the Raiders. But what have you learned this week about this new regime? from either the pressers, interviews, what you've heard from beat writers, or you've read about them, because everyone in Raider Nation has done their research. We've done plenty of research here. We've had someone that covers every single swing and D that comes, that, that's, that's being involved with the team right now. We've had somebody on all week long. I think we've done a hell of a job. But what have you learned, or what do you feel like you've learned from this new regime this week? Again, 702-365-9200 in the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword r r Who we got up first? Raider Ness out in Santa Clara. Hey, Santa Clara representing. That's uh, that's out there where uh, Great America is. What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, to say the least, that's out there where um, you know, Great America is where that other team plays. Right. You don't really <laughs> I wasn't gonna about. say that this time. <laughs> uh, I like it. I- I'll finish it up for you. But um, I just want to say I'm I'm most look forward to. Um, it looks like these guys ain't playing around. Q. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the in the past, we've made moves in the off seasons. Yeah, we got this dude. We got that dude. But I, I hear other teams have been trying to get these dudes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that they're coming here to play. I think they come here to win. Um, I also just wanted to uh, give a little tidbit uh, and piggyback on what um, uh, JT, the Bricks guest, uh, had to say about the whole Brian Flores thing. Um, I really agree with him where we have to do the whole blind interview thing. Get out those, those resumes. Don't put any names on them. No names. Right. Get the, get the, the candidate that you want. And then, oh, we want this guy? Oh, is what you look like? I don't care. Come in here and win. And honestly, uh, I think that this uh, situation might have to get solved the Donald Sterling way. For example, yeah. have to go in on the undercover and have to get these guys. I'm, I'm sorry. It's going to have to be done sneakily. But people, people show who their true character is when they think no one is looking. And that has to be brought to the light. Thanks for taking my phone call. I love you guys' show. Appreciate Later, you. Absolutely. Good stuff. Go get that alarm, man. I heard that alarm going off in the background. You're late. You're late. <laughs> Time to get ready for work, man. Time to get ready for work. But, no, you bring up some good points, man. And, and I, I do I do feel like, and I don't want to get overexcited about the new regime because that's what everyone does, right? When it's something new, you get excited about something new. And, and, and even if you don't know what it's going to bring to the table. But it feels like they're doing things and they're getting aggressive. It feels like they're going after the best of the best from the front office. You know, they're, they're interviewing all these different people, interviewing different defensive coordinators. Like they want to put together a hell of a staff and a hell of a front office. That's what impresses me. I'm really impressed with the champ Kelly hire. I really am because this dude interviewed for the GM job. And of course we don't know what the interview was like and what the conversations were about. Knowing he went in there, interviewed for the GM job, Dave Ziegler gets it, and then they they find a way to put him into the front office as well, make him assistant GM. They didn't even have that position. I think that they're really trying to get the best of the best. I really do. I'm impressed with that. Exactly, and I feel like all the players in Chicago that have just come out, oh, that's my guy, so proud of him. And that shows that, hey, like, we might can't we can't give you the top job, right? But to show that they're gonna, hey, we'll make a job for you. And he's up and coming. He's gonna be a guy. I promise you, Raider Nation. Within 
One or two years. By the time the Super Bowl hits, hits Las Vegas, I bet you he'll be a GM somewhere. And that's and that's a good problem to have. That's a great problem to, to have. To have so much talent in the building is just like, hey, you're not going to be here for long. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's a that's a good that's a good thing. It really is, you know. And, and so uh, that's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. As far as uh, you know, the blind interviews. It's funny that you mentioned that. I didn't hear the conversation that was going on with JT, but I used to do this back in the day, and now we have cell phones and we have all this different you know social media on the internet and everything. But I know it was funny when. When I used to call places, I'd, I'd put an application in one day, and then I'd call on the phone, and I would talk to the employer, and we'd have a good little conversation. They'd say, oh, yeah, well, come in and see me at, like, 3 o'clock or something. I remember that's how I got the, the job at the grocery store at Lucky's. That was my first job. I remember I was talking to Randy, and uh, I remember his name, Redheaded Randy. Anyway, uh, he, uh, he, he told me, he's like, yeah, come on in. Uh, did you already put the application in? I said, yeah, I did. And he said, okay, cool. And then I walked in, and I met him. And he was like, oh, I don't, I don't know who you are. And I said, like, no, Randy, I talked to you on the phone, this and that. So he didn't recognize me in person. But then when we started well, talking. he's never met you. Well, right. But it was funny because I, I impressed him over the phone. And then when he met me, he kind of looked at me and was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, he was like, I was already so introduced with him. It's like you had that almost blind introduction like he's talking about. You know, you had that over the phone conversation. But now, I mean, we got everything. So you can't say, oh, well. Gonna interview Patrick Graham and nobody know who he is. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that because it's just it's too obvious. But it was just cool like that, and and I I just kind of related that when he said uh, a blind a blind interview because that's what it was, man. I had a good conversation with him over the phone, and then when I met him in person, it was like we were homeboys already. So he's like, oh yeah, yeah, this guy's cool. He even learned how to say my name. Oh wow, <laughs> he did. No, he did. He told me that the last thing he said before he uh, hired me, he said. As long as I remember how to say your first name, I'll give you a job. And I said, okay. So then I just came in every day and just bothered him. And then finally one day he was like, hey, what's up, Keon? And I was like, hey, I got a job. And he's like, yep, all right, you do. Oh, wow. That's how it works. That's, him, man. that's, that's hey, a determined he, guy to get a job. I, hey, man, look, man. Times were tough, man. The bros got to <laughs> eat. <laughs> nah, I just wanted a job really bad. My mom told me don't get a job. She said, don't get no job. You're going to work the rest of your life. And that's what I tell my kids. Don't get no job because you'll work the rest of your life. They don't. They ain't no one. 702-365-9200. Who we got up next, Demond? Fargo Raider. Fargo! What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q and Demond. Thank you for taking my car. How you fellas kicking it today? We're good, man. How you doing? Good, good. Staying warm, freezing, but trying. <laughs> now, as far as uh, what I've learned about this regime, I've learned uh, about Mark Davis. I read, a, I read an article that uh, kind of shed some light on him as an owner. Mm-hmm. And you know, like he 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 smiles and he's always looks content. But Big Taper's article in yeah, the athletic, in the athletic review, yeah, that he does go into the he does storm into those uh, offices, you know, and he asks for answers. And to me, that signifies that you know he cares. He's starting to notice things, and he wants a certain product. And that leads me to believe the reason that. He chose these guys because he thinks that he could go, they could go in that direction, that they could get it done now. He's not he's not sitting here waiting for it to come a few years down the line. He's done waiting, just like the rest of us, you know? And I like that. I like what they had to say, that they were reviewing everybody. Nobody's position is safe. I like that tension in the air. And as far as uh, the last caller saying that the blind interviews, I had texted in, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, with that, but the problem is, that anybody that's in a position to hire these guys should know who they are based on just their acumen. If right. you start naming off what they've done, there's no way a, a GM or a coach wouldn't know or an owner wouldn't know who they are based on their acumen, what they've done. And if they can't, then they're not the right guy for the job and they shouldn't be hiring anybody themselves. Right. That's the problem with that. 
So we would still not get a true blind interview. And, you know, it's kind of sad that we even have to go that route. <laughs> right. But thank you. Thank you for taking my call. You guys have a great weekend. All right, man. You too. Appreciate you. And yeah, I mean, in, in a job for the NFL is unrealistic to go, you know, like a blind interview because you just can't. You know who these guys are. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, it's the offensive coordinator in right. Pittsburgh. Right. And like, oh, yeah, whatever I mean, team, you'd be like. Well, if you like, hey, like you said, like you got half a brain, right? Be like, oh, he was there, and he was there. Be like, oh, this is what we do in, in, in corporate world or, or in, in, at the grocery store. Ain't the same thing we do in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just unrealistic. So uh, something's got to be something's got to be done. But again, like I, I've mentioned multiple times, man, until you got people that are open minded and don't mind. Uh, you know, who, what you look like or what you represent, just what you're able to do, like you said, Fargo Raider, just for what you represent, that's that's when that's the only time things are going to change. Yeah, that's the only time things are going to change. But because, like you said, we've been having this conversation all week now. Right. It um, feels like two weeks I now. I kind of feel like we're the leaders in the clubhouse with the yeah, conversation. We were, and, but then, like, you I, know. I've like finally come around to, like, where I'm even seeing part of your side more after Flores has filed this lawsuit where you're like, hey, this is just a sham interview, a waste of his time. Let's say he's getting up there. He's talking about this is what we're going to do with this guy and that guy. And they not even listening to him no. that would be embarrassing and humiliating and like you say oh things need to change and change people's heart he said that in one of his interviews that he when he made the rounds man he but did you, make the rounds too yeah, didn't he? but you're not gonna be changing people's heart no. and the thing that needs to change are the owners right and it's like you know we can't make them sell the teams nobody can do that right but i feel like that's the fundamental because we can we just talk in we can talk to we blue in the face talking ourselves in circles in circles in circles we're going, the ones going in circles change. exactly someone coming at me yesterday and it was just like what about all these other minorities so it was just like so we're agreeing that they're keeping all of these minorities <laughs> right, out. Right. Not just black people. So it's just like, what about this? And yeah, so you're right, man. You're right. We got a real problem. Right. They stopping all these other minorities from getting jobs. Exactly. You know, hey, Jerry Jones said, hey, we could do better. Yeah, Jerry. You. You can do better. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Jerry's the biggest hypocrite. Boy, I'll tell you right now, man. Covering the Cowboys as long as I did. I know, Jerry. Man, Jerry sure did have a bad taste in his mouth when they did the whole kneeling for the for the uh, for the uh, flag and the national anthem and everything when they did that kneel and they went all out there on the field and he did that little photo op moment where he stood there arm in arm with his team and he stared right into the camera and took a knee <laughs> that hurt Jerry's heart boy he hated every minute of that. Is that that's the funniest part that like was said, so funny so hypocritical of just like man we need to do better right yes you are the weak right exactly <laughs> I don't know who's gonna do better but somebody needs to. Hey, man, we really need to get some good people in here. Well, go and hire them. <laughs> Make it happen. Man, I don't know why we can't find no good black candidates. Right. Well, ain't looking for them. I <laughs> uh, got a quick text. Uh, Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. The autumn wind is bringing the winds of change. Okay. I like that. That's a good one. That's from the, what is it, 509 or is that 909? Small print. 509, I think. All right. There he goes. I got great vision, but that's small print. I'm telling you. Right. You just got to put your name on it, man. Put your name on it. Hold on. Sir Whiskey Ray gave us one. Q&D. It's Friday, and I got my red polo shirt on today. I also have my dog sporting a red V-neck. Yes, it's going to be that kind of upcoming weekend for Sir Whiskey Ray. And I actually had someone ask me about the, the red polo conversation. Like, how did that even come up? What's the story behind the red polo? And I would tell the story today, but I definitely don't have time to tell the story of the you red don't. polo. <laughs> Tamont's like, you better hurry up. Whichever you're trying to say right now, hurry that damn thing we up. probably only got time for one more caller. Well, then let's go right to it. 702-365-9200. Who is it? Hey, Eric, you're on, but I forgot the town you said. Oh, man, how you forget? Eric, what's up? I'm Evan, the uh, Raider oh, Evan. Evan, man, dang, I messed it all up. Yeah, see, that's why we don't let Demond do this Evan. thing. Yeah, Evan, what's up, Doc? Hey, uh, what I learned is I never thought I would like uh, Patriots coming to the Raiders, but after hearing them talk and uh, – Seeing their actions, I've I've come to uh, 
really, really trust the process that Mark uh, Davis and his crew did, and uh, I've come to like them. and And I think we we got uh, we got two winners, and uh, I'm excited about the future. Nice. I like it. Hey, good stuff right there. Appreciate the call. And yeah, I think that's what a lot of people, it's almost like the, uh, the sticker shock, right? You see the sticker value, you're like, whoa! And then all of a sudden it calms down, it calms down, and you find a way to make it reasonable and say, well, that's not really that bad. Uh, it's not really that much. I mean, it's a lot, but okay. And then you, you come down and you kind of you, you get a little bit more realistic about it. That's why I asked the question at the end of the week. Because now that you know who's in place, they're not going anywhere. They got a job to do. They're boots on the ground right now. McDaniels is no longer a Patriot. He is a Raider. Ziegler is no longer a Patriot. He is a Raider. This is who you have. How does it feel on Friday? So I think that what Evan just had to say right there was was spot on. Yeah, everyone felt some kind of way about the Patriots coming to the organization. I get it. Hell, I felt some kind of way. And, you know, I, it doesn't make me any difference. But still, it's kind of, it kind of looked weird. Like, man, that's, that's strange. It's different. But different doesn't mean it's bad. That's the thing. Different doesn't mean it's bad. So I'm excited about the direction it's going. I'm excited by the hires that they're continuing to make, and that's why we continue to monitor it as, as closely as, as we are. Hopefully the Raiders aren't making a whole bunch of hires in the future. Hopefully that introductory press conference that we saw on Monday will be the last introductory press conference we see for quite a while. That's the goal, and that was the goal. Mark Davis said it to a group of reporters following the press conference. That was the goal when he hired Gruden to the 10-year deal. He sees the mistakes that he made in that. He, he wanted Gruden so bad, he was willing to give him basically anything he wanted. Obviously, that didn't work. You know, Gruden tore the, tore the roster down because Gruden was tired of hearing he won with Tony Dungy's team. Well, I ain't going to win with this team. I'm going to win with my own team. Oh, well, didn't work. Now, the players that he put in place, they got to the playoffs last season. So you can't take anything away from him for that. But it's just kind of the, the, the nature of the beast. So now Mark Davis is saying, okay, this is what we have to work with. These are the guys that I think can come in here and turn this thing from a 10-win team to a 12-win team, to a deeper run in the playoffs, to a potential host in a Super Bowl two years from now. I mean, who knows? But at least he's doing forward thinking, and he's not just relying on what, what, used to, what he felt like used to work or going back to what he did before, and it didn't work. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited by that. I'm excited by the growth of, uh, of Mark Davis as the owner of the silver and black 225 is the time when we come back Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal she'll join us to talk about the Raiders introductory press conference she was there on site on Monday also the Pro Bowl everything else going around the city of Las Vegas that's coming up next here on Raider Nation Radio 920 there's no big secret to winning football it's just doing what these guys do every game just go out and give it your best bottom line I took a team to a Super Bowl and we won I even had some guys on that team that nobody wanted but we were a team, and that's what you guys are. You're a football team. That's kind of like a family, except you get to hit each other. But you have to stick together. Do that, you'll be fine. Thanks, Mr. Rabbit. Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Got a text message on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Talon from West Jordan, Utah. With everything going on in the organization, am I the only one that feels like Gruden resigning is a blessing in disguise? I know it's early, but I feel like we're going in the right direction to have more potential than we did before. That's a really good point. 
That is a really good point. I'm glad you brought that text in. And matter of fact, we'll ask our next guest, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal, joins us now on the phone lines. And Cassie, uh, it's been a minute. We appreciate you joining us on the show this afternoon. And uh, I'm sure you heard the question right there. Of everything that's going on, you were at the introductory press conference on Monday. Do you think that Gruden resigning, even though nobody likes the way that he was forced to resign, but do you think that could have possibly been a blessing in disguise for the Raiders? I mean... I almost feel like it's too soon to tell, but I want it. Like, I'm leaning more towards yes. Only for the fact that we were able to see this team bring each other up from the lowest lows and, um, what is it, tough situations make tough people, right? Sort right. of thing. So talking about some coach speak there. <laughs> and so I think we were able to see something from this team that we wouldn't have seen had Gruden remained as head coach, right? And um, who's to say what would have happened with the Henry Ruggs situation and, and all of that playing out. But I think that that Gruden resigning and making this, like giving this team a flop in the face really and having them choose, are we going to go left or are we going to go right? Are we going to, you know, continue on this thing and, and get the work done here with the guys we have or are we just going to fail and give up? And they chose, to, to believe in each other, and yeah, so I'm I'm gonna say maybe maybe it is a little bit of a blessing in disguise, and and obviously these guys built some bonds that that are unbreakable now moving forward. Right, exactly, and again, I mean, not you know saluting the way that it, it ended up happening, and and you yeah. know obviously nobody wanted to uh, see some emails or find out about some emails and stuff like that, but uh, just the the act of him resigning and, and things kind of turning over, uh, yeah, very well easily could have been a blessing in disguise. Again, we're talking with Cassie Soto here on Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. So you were at the press conference on Monday. Dave Ziegler was introduced. Josh McDaniels was introduced. Um, what was your biggest takeaway? What did, what did you leave that press conference feeling like for the Raiders? Yeah, I think, and this was the, the soundbite that we all talked about, I think, is when McDaniels admitted that he failed in Denver. Because that was everybody's biggest question, right? And then, I'll be, well, first of all, him showing up to the press conference, we'll give, him a, we'll give him a round of applause for that. I think everybody in the Raiders organization took a, a big, breath of, of, uh, big breath of relief once he was like, all right, we made it on the stands. Here we go. Already, <laughs> better than, already off to a better start than the last time he was announced as a head coach. Um, right. So, uh, so, yeah, him admitting that he failed in Denver and being honest with him that he said that he knew the football side of things, but he didn't know the people side of things. And obviously when you're dealing with a roster full of grown men, like these are, these are your colleagues at this point. And, and it's always crazy to make the relationship, right? Like college guys, they can talk however they want to talk. College coaches can talk however they want to talk to their college players. Mm -hmm. But in the pros, these guys are, are sometimes making a whole heck of a lot more money than you are and are the bigger stars on this team. So you have to have a certain kind of relationship and understanding there with your players when you're the head coach. So him admitting that, I think usually proud people don't admit when they fail. And the fact that he could says a lot about him, says a lot as how much that he's grown and how ready he is to accept this challenge now as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. What were your thoughts on Mark Davis, not when he introduced Ziegler and when he introduced uh, McDaniels, but when he when the presence was over, when there was a little scrum afterwards and, you know, a little bit of a one-on-ones to the side, and it really wasn't one-on-one, but it was still, it was kind of not broadcast to everybody. What did you take away from what Mark Davis had to say to the, to the group of reporters that was there? Yeah, I, I asked him during the press conference that was aired live, 
of how important it was for him to get a duo that had previously worked together. And in the past two uh, hirings, he admitted, right, that it didn't work out there in Reggie McKenzie and then in John Gruden and those guys picking um, their head coach and GM. And so for this one, he wanted people that had worked together. So I kind of reemphasized that in that one-on-one and said, what is it about the relationship? And he just says, these guys know how to work together. They know cues that, that they can pick up on right away, that they don't have to learn in this process, preparing for the draft, preparing for free agency. They already have that figured out because they have that relationship, I think, established when they were like 18 years old or something like that, mm-hmm. right back in their college days. Yep. So he just seemed really happy with his decision, and he was making jokes. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Mark Davis in kind of such a big moment just be seem so relaxed and just, you know, cracking jokes here or there. I think, actually, um, Ed Graney of the Las Vegas Review-Journal tweeted out, I wasn't going to put it out because I know it could be taken the wrong way, but we asked him, uh, I forget how it was brought up, but a question about Derek Carr was brought up, and he goes, oh, yeah, I thought about trading Carr. Right. David Carr. (laughs) Everybody was like, wait, hold, like, let me get my tweet ready right now. What is happening? So, like, for him to make light, you know, of the situation and to make jokes there, like, I think he's he's extremely happy with with his decision here. I do, too. I I really do. And I feel like we're seeing Mark Davis even grow as an owner. You know, I mean, he tried to bring in Gruden. He tried to give him the long contract so he didn't have to worry about continuity. He knew he was going to have the same guy for a long length of time. And it just didn't work out. And so I think that you're starting to see him grow even as an owner as everyone grows over time, including Josh McDaniels, who admitted that he grew from his time in Denver to his time now. You know what? I just thought of. Let me just say this. I'm totally... (laughs) And when I just said Denver, it made me think of your mom because your mom's a Denver Bronco <laughs> fan. How does she feel about Josh McDaniels? She, she was like, look at y'all, dealing our people. You can't <laughs> win with your own people. you got to steal. I was like, relax there, Bronco, babe. Chill <laughs> <laughs> out, man. <laughs> it's so funny. I tweeted something about McDaniels, I think, on Monday or Tuesday, and all of a sudden she retweeted me, and I said, Bronco, babe. And I go, oh, damn it, that's Cassie's, that's Cassie's mom. <laughs> She's trying to high side over here. I see what she's doing. Okay. She's a mess. She's a mess. She is hilarious. But, Cassie, you brought up Derek Carr, and Mark Davis made the joke about trading David Carr. What do you think the relationship between McDaniels and Carr will be like? Because you know McDaniels is an offensive mind. Obviously, Carr is the quarterback and the leader of the team. How do you think that these two grow and grow quickly? Well, you know what's so crazy? So um, I was one of the last people on – what day was that? Was that Monday? I don't even know what day yeah, it was. Yes, it was Monday. Right? <laughs> on Monday. It's been a long week already, Hugh. Um, on Monday, I was one of the last people to leave headquarters, and there was this huge truck outside. And I know Derek's car's truck. He drives a big truck, and I saw it. I was like, no way. It, like, is that him already? Like, is he in the cut? And, and I went back, and I had, like, some old video of it. It wasn't him. But I was like, man, like, if this guy's already in here trying to build that relationship, he wasn't. Uh, but that would have been a great story there. <laughs> but uh, I would have been had the exclusive there, Q. Right. Um, but, no, I think, I think they get to work right away. I think they said – he said that he had both Ziggler and McDaniels had already spoken to Derek Carr. And, obviously, it is going to be a working relationship. I kind of think it's sort of even to, to the coaches and not even to the extent, but – like when you think about the coaches that are on staff, obviously they're retaining wide receivers coach Edgar Bennett. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, they're seeing the success. And it's so unique, the situation that the Raiders are in, that this team did not tank. They didn't have a horrible – they made it to the playoffs for the first time since 2016, and now they're getting a whole new coaching staff. And that was obviously a big emphasis in the press conference too, that there are some good players on this team 
that showed up and showed out this past season. And now this new head coach has to come in and build off of that. And as he said it, he thinks that he can win with Derek Carr. And if that's true, I mean, I think the work gets started as soon as possible. Right. As soon as as soon as that press conference is over, it's just go to work. Yeah. Make it happen. Talking right. right now with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal here on Unnecessary Roughness, Red Nation Radio 920. All right, Cassie, how much fun has it been covering the Pro Bowl? I know the week probably started out <laughs> like hectic with that introductory press conference, but have you been having fun for the rest of the week? I froze every part of my body off on Wednesday, I will admit. I was not prepared for Las Vegas to turn on me and have like negative five wind chill. I don't know if people were out there. It was so cold. Mm -hmm. Um, But yesterday was lovely. I know Q was out there. That's when I my parents. (laughs) You you waited until the right day. Yes, I do. I got home, took a steaming hot shower, and like three hours later, I still couldn't feel my toes. Wow. It was a mess. I was so cold. Um, but it was it was awesome and and again to see this city like I and I ask every player like how is it you know being here in Las Vegas the Pro Bowl is here and obviously the NHL game the NHL All Star is here too and it's just so surreal as somebody who's lived here for 16 years to see these events and to see the NFL Shield here in Las Vegas it's still very surreal. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to ask you. I mean, every everything is going on the same weekend, which is a mm-hmm. little unfortunate. I wish they'd spread it out a little bit and make it a little bit easier for everybody, but you know, it's third world problems, I guess. But <laughs> how, I mean, how awesome is it having, you know, the Pro Bowl here, having the All-Star events going on here, knowing that the draft is going to be here in April, knowing that the Super Bowl is going to be here in a couple years. I mean, you've been here, you mentioned it. This thing keeps growing and growing and growing growing Cassie it's just so awesome because when you see the broadcasts and you see like the Las Vegas strip on drone video and you see um, Las Vegas ballpark and downtown Summerlin and all these places outside of the strip itself obviously the the NFL was even in um, went to Henderson to do a wetlands project Mm -hmm. like they're really taking over the city and showing people who have never been to Las Vegas or only think that Las Vegas is a glitz and glamour of the strip, that there's a community outside of that that is, you know, worth getting to know and worth coming out here to to bring people jobs and to bring people just different activities. And there's so much to do here in Las Vegas. Like you're saying, right, it does, it does kind of suck that they're overlapping each other. Right. Because think of, you know, just the crowds that would be, come for one event and then, yeah, the, the other and just to be able to, to make money off of money off of money off of these events. But it is it is just, like I said, it's still so surreal. I actually went to a UNLV basketball game on Tuesday, and I'm just like looking Ooh, at yeah. like, Nice. UNLV's back. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. That's true. I'm just like, how far has this city come? Right. You know, where there's just so many events. There was a Golden Knights game that day, too. Mm-hmm. It's just, this city is, it's, growing it has grown it's continuing to grow and there's only up from here no doubt no doubt about it and cassie before we let you go i had to ask you uh because my man fabian hit me up and said ask cassie how's the wedding planning going now that you have your dress how's things going i did get the dress i got the wedding i could just stop now i already told told the fiance like we could just go get married tomorrow like i have the most important piece here so let's go there you go um but, yeah, no, we still need to lock down the venue, still need to lock down the ceremony. We have a couple options, but we've got to, once we lock it all down, we're going to do, a, I think, we're going to try to do an engagement party. So that'll be, the, that'll be a fun one for everybody to come and enjoy. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Los already said that I could be his plus one. He's going to leave Bronco Babe at home, and he said that I could be his p- plus one to the engagement party. 
I'm sure that would not be a bad time. I, I you know, there'd be a lot less like heckling going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Well, Cassie, what you got coming out on Vegas Sports Nation? I know you're covering everything like a glove. What you got coming out that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, right now at Vegas Nation, myself and Heidi Fang, we split up duties. So I was at that Pro Bowl all week. She's helping out with NHL All-Stars. Nice. So we've got some great videos out right now. If you guys haven't heard um, Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, AJ Cole talking about McDaniels and just their love for Basachi and how much they're going to miss him. That's a really good video out right now at mm. VegasNation.com. Um, them reacting to that hire and then just their excitement about being in the Pro Bowl that's out right now that you can go check out at VegasNation.com or uh, the Review Journal YouTube. There you go. We're going to go check it out right now. Cassie Soto, you can find her on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto and here with us on Unnecessary Roughness. Cassie, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the crazy weekend and we'll talk soon. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. There she goes. Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal does a fantastic job. And could have talked to Cassie about 15 more minutes, but DeMond has given me the, the brake symbol, the brake sign. It's like the one that comes up on your in your car on the little dashboard that says brake. <laughs> DeMond's like, stop talking about it. Just do it. I'll do it. I'll do it in just a second, DeMond. Hold on one second. Before I do it, I know you're going to get mad, but I do want caller number nine real quick. At 702-365-9200, I want to get you hooked up. Since it's Friday, I'm in a good mood. I'm going to hook you up with a six-foot classic sub from Porta Subs, and it's going to get you in to win a Yeti cooler. Simple as that. It's from Finley Volvo Cars in Las Vegas. 702-365-9200. Caller number nine is what I'm looking for. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Unsafe sleep conditions cause serious injury and even death to infants. Never sleep with your baby on a sofa, in a chair, or in an adult bed. Protect the baby you love from becoming a tragic statistic. The only safe place for your baby to sleep is alone, on its back, in a crib, and in your room. For more information, visit cribsforkids.org. That's cribsforkids.org. This message is sponsored by the Division of Public and Behavioral Health, aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and the station. It's third down and a Porta Subs two-foot classic sub to go. Get your touchdown dance on. We've got you covered. Two feet of your favorite meats and cheeses on fresh-baked bread piled high with crisp, fresh vegetables and sauces. Our two-foot classic subs are perfect for game time or any time, and they're big enough to share with your family and friends. For limited time, our two-foot classic subs are just $16. Port of Subs, home of the two-foot. Order ahead at portofsubs.com. Slice fresh sandwiches, Port of Subs. Hi, it's The Herd. In sports, we often talk about a difference maker. Well, in business, there are difference makers as well. Ford Country in the Valley Auto Mall is one of them. With every new vehicle purchase, you get the Ford Country difference. Free dent scratch, windshield repair, and key replacement for a full year. Yeah, in addition to great service and unbeatable pricing, you also get the game-changing protection. It matters exclusively at Ford Country in the Valley Auto Mall. Why would you buy anywhere else? This spring, get in the game and earn cash for betting sports with the William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports app on your phone or tablet. During William Hill Spring Rewards, earn up to $500 cash back. Between now and April 30th, you'll be eligible for cash back points for every wager made, win or lose, on the William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports app. You'll also earn bonus cash back for teasers and parlay card wagers made on the app. To enroll in Spring Rewards and see participating locations, visit WilliamHill.us. That's WilliamHill.us. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. 
Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Want to give big ups to my guy Steve. He got in to win the Yeti Cooler. He got hooked up with a six-foot porta sub six-foot sandwich for a Friday. Why not, right? Going into the weekend, go on, get your sandwich on. So congratulations to Steve. Also want to give a congratulations to Jordan Pollard, linebacker and athlete from Faith Lutheran High School. He signed his national letter intent on Wednesday to go to San Jose State. I got a chance to catch up with him last night. This is that conversation. Joining me now on the phone lines is the latest San Jose State Spartan, former Faith Lutheran Crusader, is Jordan Pollard. And Jordan, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, my man. And uh, just the other day, you put your name to paper, a national letter of intent you signed on National Signing Day on Wednesday, and now you're a member of the San Jose State Spartans. What did it mean to you when you when you signed that your name on the dotted line? I mean, I was grateful for it. It was a, a blessing, definitely. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be a Spartan. It was a uh, it's crazy right now on the transfer portal and all the stuff going on with all the COVID season. So it was great to get a scholarship to San Jose State. What was it that made San Jose State that school that you knew that that's where you wanted to be? Uh, I took a visit. It was a great visit with the coaches. Uh, got to meet the head coach, Coach Brennan. I was great. And uh I'm originally from California, so it's it's close to home for sure. Nice, nice. I'm originally a California dude as well. Where uh, where were you from in, in Cali originally? Uh, I stayed in the Watts area. Oh, okay, okay, a little Southern Cali. So now you're going up to uh, you're going up to the 408 to San Jose up in the Bay Area. So okay, uh, switching some yes, things, switching some things up. But you'll you'll enjoy the 408. Is that gonna allow your family to come see you play more often? Maybe. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely closer for everyone to get there. Maybe an hour flight or, you know, a couple hours drive. Right. Absolutely. Again, we're talking with Jordan Pollard here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, I I wanted to know, because you're a very versatile player, you do multiple things, you did multiple things at Faith Lutheran. What is your primary position going to be there at San Jose State? I'll be playing linebacker at San Jose State. Uh, They're probably moving to the inside a little bit. Okay, so uh, you'll be playing that linebacker position, but I'm sure you're not going to shy away. If you get an opportunity to get your hands on the ball, you know how to get in the end zone. you got a nose for the end zone, so uh, maybe you'll be one of those guys that, that helps create a bunch of turnovers, and, and you can take it to the house when you get it. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> nice, nice. So what did the coaches say that they liked most about your game while they were talking to you and recruiting you? Uh, coach Fight, the linebacker's coach, really liked how I get around and get to the ball. So what does it mean for you, Jordan, to, to have an opportunity to play ball at the next level? Uh, it's great. It's just like a dream come true, you know. Been uh, thinking about this for a while now, so, yeah. What does football mean to you? When did you fall in love with the game of football? Uh, I fell in love with the game like, at a very young age when I first started playing football, and then it just kept growing on me as I went on into middle school and high school. <clears throat> yeah. What, was it a family member that, that got you involved? Was it just watching it on TV? What was it about football that, that led you to it? Yeah, uh, growing up, I had a lot of cousins who played football, so we were all on the same like Little League team. So we were just always around football every Saturday. So that definitely grew. So who was the best player out of all the all you and your, your cousins and your friends that were out there playing ball? Who was the best? I mean, it was, a, it, it was definitely uh, maybe my older cousin, uh, Keyshawn Desmond. Okay. He's not too into the football right now, but he was he was a great role model for me. 
Okay. All right. Well, that, that nothing wrong with that. I mean, hey, you know, he, he could be the best, and then you're, you're the best uh, to follow up after him, and you're going to keep taking your game to the next level. Again, we're talking right now with Jordan Pollard. He signed his national letter of intent on Wednesday. He's going to be a San Jose State Spartan. So I'm sure that that was a special moment for your family. So when you put your name on that dotted line, what was the message that your family sent to you? Basically, I did it, you know, kind of like a dream come true in their eyes, too. It's like unreal kind of because I'm the first you know grandchild and uh son to go to college so that was just great for them to see it wow that's special I mean how how long did you maybe have that even in your mind that hey I could be the first to do this and and even I mean I'm, did your parents you know keep that kind of fresh in your mind or was that just something that was like on the back burner and you were just going to keep on grinding and working yeah it was just kind of in the back that wasn't like a really a in my I didn't really see that coming but yeah it just happened and yeah Wow, that's awesome. So has it really sunk in yet that based off what you were able to do in the classroom and what you were able to do on the football field has allowed you to go and attend college? Kind of in a way, but I'm still a little shocked too. <laughs> I'll tell you, Jordan, this is something, I mean, I never got this opportunity. You know, I, I have a son that goes to uh, Western Oregon. He plays a little D2 basketball, and that was a hell of an opportunity for him. And so uh, I was excited for him, pumped up. You know, I never got anything like that. And so, you know, anytime I get to see a young man or a young woman, you know, take their talents to the next level, it's so fun and exciting. And, and you know, it, it's something that the family should be excited about as well. So uh, you got to soak it in, man. You, you really do. So, so let me ask you this. When you're not practicing, when you're not studying, when you're not – you know, doing uh, some football activities. What do you like to do? What does Jordan like to do? I'm kind of an extreme sport guy, so I, I snowboard a little bit. And, uh, oh, okay. Ride, couple, ride some dirt bikes. Maybe uh-huh. and some friends. Ah, I like it, man. Look, I, I only snowboarded once, and I realized that that was not the sport for me. Uh, how, how, did you, how did you get into snowboarding, and, and, uh, and how long have you been riding snowboards for? Um, actually, it's it's kind of recent. I had a friend who uh, snowboarded. This is like his second season snowboarding, so he got me into it. Took me up to uh, Lee Canyon out here in uh, by Mount Charleston, and uh, yeah, I just clicked on the first day. So yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it sounds like you're just a natural at anything you do, because I'll tell you, man, when I got on that snowboard, first of all, I started going backwards. Second, I fell. I mean, it was just all bad. And then, by the way, I got cold. So uh, you, you did yeah. a lot. You've done a lot better uh, than me. What would you say your, your expertise level is when you're on the snowboard? I mean, it's my first year, like, snowboarding, so I'm not too crazy. But I'd say uh, out of 10, I'm, I'm like a solid 7 right now. Okay. I think I learned a couple things. Well, I'll tell you what, there's not a lot of snow in San Jose. <laughs> so oh, yeah. you're going to have to do that snowboard and uh, you're going to have to make some trips to go snowboard. But uh, that sounds really cool, man. So uh, before I let you go, I did want to ask you, man, just what was it like playing football at Faith Lutheran? What was it like being a crusader? You know, what was it like kind of growing up with uh, with your teammates there at the school? I mean, it was great. Uh, freshman year, we had a uh, head coach, Vernon Fox, who was there. He uh he was a great coach, great leader. And uh, Coach Sanford came in and uh, Coach Daggs, they all kind of changed up the standard of Faith Lutheran, really. And, like, it's been great, though. Coach okay. is great. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, do you have uh, any favorite uh, NFL players that you look up to and kind of maybe model your game after or, or look up to where you want to you wanna kind of be like that player? Uh, right now, I really like, really like, really, really like everyone right now Ooh, yeah yeah that's that linebacker yeah he's a dog oh yeah he, he really Definitely. is are, are the 49ers your favorite team uh no i don't have a favorite nfl team but i just got a couple players i like 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know you're in Las Vegas, so you got to show some love to the Raiders. <laughs> you got to. Uh, oh, you're not going to do it, huh? Okay. I don't, I don't know about it. <laughs> okay. No, that's all right. That's hey, man. It's all good. It doesn't matter who you're a fan of. Uh, make sure make someone a fan of you. You know what I mean? Make someone a fan of you, and that's yeah. what San Jose State did. They were a fan of you, and that's why you got that letter of intent, or you signed that letter of intent. You get to go play ball on the next level. Well, Jordan, uh, I know your family's proud of you, man. I know all your uh, family and, and friends and teammates there at Faith Lutheran. I know they're all proud of you, your coaches and everything. And keep doing what you're doing, man, and uh, enjoy yourself the rest of this year. And, and then when you head to San Jose State, do what you do, man. Make it happen, and uh, we'll all be here in Las Vegas. We'll be cheering you on and, and pulling for you, man. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. No doubt about it. There he goes, Jordan Pollard, Faith Lutheran. Plays linebacker, plays running back. He's a hell of an athlete. He is going to San Jose State. He's going to be a Spartan. Congratulations to him. Again, signing his national letter of intent on Wednesday, National Signing Day. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Punch your ticket for unforgettable fun and show-stopping performances at the 97th Annual East-West Shrine Bowl in Las Vegas. Join college football's all-stars as they descend on the new crown jewel of American sport venues. It's a gridiron battle for goodwill, benefiting patients of Shriners Children's. Preferred tickets on sale now. Don't miss your chance to see the future of football ahead of 2022 NFL Draft Day. The 97th edition of the East-West Shrine Bowl. Today's all-stars, tomorrow's legends. I was an addict. But it does not define me. Or who we are. I chose to get help. And to live a better life. Addiction does not define you. It does not choose who it affects. But with Landmark Recovery, you can choose to get help. And live a better life. The greatest city on earth is bouncing back. Thanks to the hard work of the brave men and women of Laborers Union Local 872, we never stopped the build. Our members are on job sites across the valley, working to ensure that Las Vegas keeps its place as the sports and entertainment capital of the world. Laborers Union Local 872, Vegas strong, union proud. It's the AFC versus the NFC as the NFL Pro Bowl is in Las Vegas and on ESPN Las Vegas. Listen in starting Sunday at 1130 live from Allegiant Stadium as the stars shine in the desert. Brought to you by Finley Chevrolet, home of the... Get your brakes done for about half the prices anywhere else from BrakesOnly.net. Our VIP service team comes right to you. Schedule your brake job now. Go to BrakesOnly.net. That's BrakesOnly.net. BrakesOnly.net. Nova Home Loans will always provide you with the best combination of service, rates, and fees. While rates remain low, visit NovaHomeLoans.com. Nova Home Loans. Our mission is simple. Yes. NMLS number 3087. Equal housing opportunity. 8345 West Sunset, Las Vegas, Nevada. 89113. Terms and conditions may apply. Sports season is in full swing, and there's no better place to go catch all your favorite sports action than at Born and Raised. Enjoy happy hour and catch the game in a great locals atmosphere with an award-winning menu and friendly staff. Born and Raised is your home away from home.
Sign up today for a new William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports account and you can earn a $50 bonus on top of your original $50 or more deposit using promo code GET50. The William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports app allows you to bet on the go from any iPhone, iPad, or Android device from anywhere in Nevada. Sign up today and you'll never miss another bet. With the largest wagering menu, the Mobile Sports app features live in-play betting on all major sports. For more information and to see participating sign-up locations, visit WilliamHill.us. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Hey, Bills Happen. So when you need extra cash fast, go to BillsHappen.com. Have you been turned down? Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you have bad credit? Go to BillsHappen.com. All you need is a job and a checking account. You can find a lender and get up to $5,000 cash as early as tomorrow at BillsHappen.com. It's easy. When you need a lender, just remember, when bills happen, go 